Welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue through the Gospel of John. Today we are in John chapter 17, verse 1 through 19. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's just had an aha moment with his disciples where they truly uh, have just declared that they understand, that they believe that Jesus really is who he said he was, that he came from where he said he came, that the Father sent him, and Jesus says, oh, you finally believe. And now John 17, starting in verse 1. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and he prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you gave him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Okay, so this entire section of scripture that we're going to be looking at for the next several days is actually one long prayer in that Garden of Gethsemane. In the beginning of his prayer, Jesus once again is very clear with us that there is only one way for us to enter into eternal life, and that is through faith in him, Jesus Christ, and faith in him leads us into a relationship with the Father. At the end of this section of prayer, Jesus says to the Father, glorify me like I was before the world began. I think that's an amazing statement. Jesus has been on the earth for his ministry here for 33 years. And now that his ministry is coming to a close, um, he's going to be crucified tomorrow, the next day, Friday. He's going to raise from the dead on Sunday. And then he's going to actually have an opportunity to go and see the Father, to be glorified once again. His earthly ministry is almost done. And as it draws to a close, Jesus is saying to the Father, bring me back to that place of glory that I had from eternity past. And we know that this is where Jesus ends up in the book of Acts when Stephen is being stoned to death and he looks up and heaven opens. Where does he see Jesus? He sees Jesus glorified and at the right hand of the Father. Verse 6, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of this world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now, they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those who you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Now, Jesus is praying for his disciples here. He's praying for the ones he said whom God gave him. Remember, Jesus only did what his father told him to do. And so this group of disciples was handpicked by the father and Jesus was obedient 
to call those whom God had prepared for Jesus. And now Jesus is praying for those disciples. And we should pay special attention to these prayers because Jesus is going to pray for them. And then in tomorrow's lesson, he's actually going to pray for you. But today, as he prays for his disciples, look at what specifically Jesus prays for them. This is what he prays for his disciples. He prays that the Father would protect the disciples with the name that he gave Jesus, the name of Jesus, that the Father would protect them and that they would be one in the same way as we are one, that the disciples would be unified in the same way that Jesus and his Father are unified. That is an amazing statement. And it's such an important one for us to understand that Jesus' prayer for his disciples is that they would be unified, that they would stand together, that they would be in harmony with one another, that they would support one another, that they would care for and love one another. Verse 12, while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name that you gave me. Again, Jesus is saying, while I was with them, I kept them safe. I was with them. And then he goes on, he says, None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scripture would be fulfilled. So Jesus says, I kept them safe. Now, not Judas, because Judas had a different plan. But while I was with them, I kept them safe. So in his prayer, he's saying, Father, continue to keep them safe. Verse 13, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. Now, this is a common theme of Jesus. You might not think of Jesus as a man full of joy, but the scripture is so clear that Jesus was full of joy and that he offered joy and life and abundant life to his followers. So here in Jesus's prayer, he prays not only that they would have joy, but they would have the full measure of my joy within them. The full measure of the joy that Jesus possessed within them. Verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. So Jesus is telling us something very important here. He tells the disciples in his prayer that they're not of this world in the same way Jesus is not of this world. Our home, our identity is not of this world. It's somewhere else. So Jesus's prayer is that we would live like people who are from another place, that this world's ways and this world's system would not be the system that we live by, but that we would live according to the kingdom, the purpose and the plans of God. He prays, not that we would be taken out of the world, but that we would just not be a part of it and that we would be protected from the evil one. Verse 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into this world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. So Jesus is clear here. He's not planning on taking us out of the world. In fact, he's sending us into the world. He says that we are sent into the world in the same way that Jesus was sent into the world, that we have a mission, 
that we have a purpose, that we are sent ones with a plan that God has. And it's the same plan he had for Jesus to seek and save those who are lost, to be the hands and feet of God into our world. That's the reason that the Holy Spirit was given to us so that in us and through us, God could be revealed into his creation, into this broken world. This is the purpose Jesus was sent. This is the purpose that we are sent, so that God's beloved children would come to know him as their father, so that the effects of sin and death could be stripped away from his creation, so that the kingdom of God and the will of God could be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we close out today, would you join me in prayer? Lord, I pray like you prayed, that we truly, as your people, would be one in the same way that you were one with your Father. I pray that we would be unified in a time, God, where disunity and and disruption is all around us. I pray, God, that your people would be one in mind, one in heart, that we would be unified, God, that we would be led by your word and by your spirit, Lord, to do things according to your will and your ways, God. We know as we've read through the Gospel of John, that your ways are so different than our ways. And I pray, God, that your Spirit would lead us to walk in your path, to walk in your ways, to walk in your desires for our life, and that unity and love would be um, the calling card for those of us who profess our faith in Jesus Christ. I pray this in your name. Amen.